In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Live from Golfdom in the Fitting Bay here, where we are going to avoid the storms and the eerie cold that is coming for Memorial Day weekend 2021. High in the mid-50s. Boys, in your life, can you remember a Memorial Day weekend where it's not going to get out of the 50s? No, I remember a lot of rain, but not that cold of a temperature. Oh, my God. It's a shopping kind of weekend. Though, it right? is a shopping kind of weekend. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Welcome to the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom. We've got Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom here, in the A position seat. John Gould, the executive director of the Mid-Atlantic PGA in the middle seat. And John Rodas, over there on the end, looking chill with his, oh, look at that hat, strokes chin. What is that hat, John? Uh, it has uh, two X Roman numerals followed by three. What golf course? Is uh, that, that would be the course? Grove 23. Oh, I've never heard of it. What? It, well, probably because you're not going to be able it? to play it. It's uh, built it? In it by Michael Jordan. It's oh, kind of his golf course. Michael and, Jordan. Yes, I just happened wow. to play okay. it. Okay. Remind yes. me, buddy, to bring my Pine Valley gear for next yes. week's show. Okay, <laughs> since we're now in a gear war of look where I've been, look there what I've done. Fair enough. All right. Boys, we have been blessed with the best of materials. Phil Mickelson wins the PGA Championship. I'll start with the most basic of questions. What is the story of Phil's win? What's the big overarching story? We'll start with you on the end, Mr. Ronis. What's the story? It's determination, preparation, and follow-through. It's someone who decided that he wasn't just going to get lucky and win another major. If John Daly won that major, it would have been a story, and it would have been a feel-good story. But Phil Mickelson decided that he was going to change his body, change his mind, change his preparation to playing golf, major tournaments but playing golf at the PGA Tour level, not the senior level, at the PGA Tour level, with the thought of I'm talented enough if I can get my body and my mind big mind as, uh, aspect of this mm -hmm. in the right position, I can accomplish another major. And he did it. And that is something that we should really, really celebrate that someone was able to do that. A miracle by intent. In other words, yeah, some right. golf miracles are just that. They're sort of, wow, where'd that come from? You made a great point. This was yeah. by design. This was by desire and design. Correct. John Gould, right. what's the big story? Well, I think, you know, Ronus's elements, uh, and exactly, he, I think he had it exactly right, led to what I saw the story as just the age and the comeback, right? It had been so many years until we'd, we'd really even seen him compete, but, but, but win for certain. Uh, and, and what John just described in terms of the intent led to the story of, you know, oldest major winner, 50 years old. Uh, you know, we hadn't seen him really, <laughs> we hadn't seen him play the weekend in a while, to be mm -hmm. honest. Uh, and, you know, I, I think Ronis had it exactly right. It was intentional, but that was the story. That's why the TV coverage was what it was. Not, not we, we, you know, the intent made it happen, 
but what we saw was the age and the uh, haven't won and all that stuff. That was what the coverage was all about. Buddy, what was the big story in you your know, opinion? Going into the week, I thought it would be the golf course. Okay. You know, and, and, but by the end, obviously, Phil was the story. I think you know he's three months older than me, so he gives me a little hope there uh, <laughs> of getting something back. But, um, no, I mean, he obviously ended up being the story. But it, it felt like a 50-year-old win in a PGA championship should just be, oh, my God, I cannot believe that just happened. It kind of feels like that, but it kind of feels like, you know what, I can I can see this. this and it was a seventy six hundred yard course. It right. wasn't like it was a shorter course that happened right. to, you know that he happened to take advantage of. Right. right. He had the longest drive on sixteen, I think it was, of the week. Or yeah. at least when, when it was Sunday. It, when it was in, yeah. Yeah, down the, down the, the wind. Longest drive of the day on Sunday at sixteen. At fifty years old. Three sixty six. Found the speed. Adrenaline His. helps too, but yes. Adrenaline helps, but <laughs> he's had the speed. But he made a concerted effort in the last five years to not go quietly into that good golfing night that many guys in their late 40s do. He didn't take his his talent for granted. He worked at his talent, and he prepared to get the most out of his talent, which means that he had to get his body and his mind prepared to play at the highest level. He's always had the talent, but um, he, by distractions, has gotten away from uh, body preparation and mind preparation. Yeah, think of all the <clears throat> times we saw him really doughy. You know? Correct. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. And this is the leanest, the best that we've ever seen him. And he right. says, in part, it's because he's under, he does like a 36-hour fast. Every week. That's, yeah. I mean, that's. It's really I, hard. <laughs> it really, 36 minutes really, is my really record. hard. 36 hours, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I can see how that's I, even harder. I can harder. sleep for 12 hours and not yeah. eat. That would yeah. work. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, uh, he's definitely made the commitment to that. Then there was the fan element, which is undeniable, that Phil is a fan favorite. He's been that way forever. What do you think is the core essence of fans, of Phil's fan favoritism? As far as winning why, this? Why, why they like him? Why? There's a lot of good players, a lot of guys who smile, a lot of guys who give golf balls to kids in the crowd. Yeah. Why has Phil always been that favorite? He's worked hard on that too, right? And mm-hmm. he's doesn't necessarily have that same reputation with the guys, I think, behind the scenes. But as far as uh, kind of that Arnold Palmer, I'm, I'm here for the fans. He's always had that, that attitude. I, I think it's the failures, too. We, he's yeah. had very public failures. And, uh, you know, 18 at the U.S. Open, um, you know. So the failures the resonate. Well, I think the fact that he was – how old was he before he won the Masters? 33? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I remember the snarky sports writers. Oh, he doesn't have it to win a major. They, a lot of the sports writers took a sort of a glee in the Tiger era to pound on Phil like he doesn't have it mentally. And then 33 is a long time to wait to win a major. Now kids are winning him at Colin Morikawa's age, right? Right. I, I, I think a little bit the opposite. I think it's because he's a winner. I think it's, the failures happen to everyone, but the well, fact is that, that he's a winner. Okay. If Lee Westwood, who's a who's a – <laughs> not a loser. Um, if Lee Westwood, who has not won a major championship, was doing that same thing, you wouldn't have got that crowd position. I, well, I think it's the combination, though. Yes, if he was just he just had failures, yes, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be as popular. The fact that he has had pu- very public failures and that he's overcome them and he's persevered and he won the Masters, now he's won yeah. six majors. You know, he has. You know, he's gone out of his way to be a well-rounded golfer and he has gone out of his way I think in his mind looking in the mirror 
that he said, I want to be the next Arnold Palmer. I want to be that ambassador of the sport. Well, you the thumbs up, you, the you, logo. You think he is kind of like this generation's Arnie? I do believe he Tiger is. Tiger is more like Jack. Well, a little bit more. I, the, yeah, the favorite, the front runner, and then the, 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 the you know, spunky little uh, competitor. That See, I think, I think to cross sports, I think that Phil is Peyton Manning and that Tiger is Brady. Brady isn't as funny as, as say, Peyton Manning. But he has more rings, seven to two, mm-hmm. just sure. like Tiger has Phil by a score of fifteen to seven. Six, now? six, six, yeah, six now. Six? six. six? Sure no, I think no. Uh, yeah, six, 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 six because he joined six. a group of thirteen right. who have done six okay. majors well, or more. And Phil, Phil's he's grabbed the social media thing over the last couple of years has. from kind of nothing, right? To this at an older age. Oh my God, yeah. it, it, he's worked hard to do this stuff, and it's not. See, but Phil walks this fine line of cocky, yes. but still funny. Correct. Yep. Cocky with just enough of self-effacement in there that you're like, okay, that was pretty cocky, but you know what? That's funny. And I think that's when when John said with the guys behind the scene, he's not as popular. I think that has been kind of that thing back and forth of who. who is who this guy just a cocky guy? Right. Who who are you? The the legend is Fig Jam. Yeah. If yeah. I'm good, just ask yeah. me. That's right. the. But acronym. if you ask the shoe shiners and anyone in locker rooms or anyone around, right. He's the first one to be you know stuffing anonymous hundred dollar bills sure. in people's sure. pockets. So sure. it's something that um, I really I've been back and forth on Mickelson myself. Really not back and forth. Just no, didn't I'm... really like him, and now I really like him for the last like five years. And I think he's earned every bit of the respect that we should give him, and he has done it kind of the right way. Think about this. And he's got some issues, right? He does. Well, I I mean, I went through earlier this week on my various platforms the up and downs of Phil and how I've been on the wagon, off the wagon. And there's some things that are not great in his his history. But he is at a point now where he has written a career that is hard to even imagine. He's the last guy to win a tour event as a college player. That was in the eight, 89 at True. You got to look at the picture of him with that. With that Might have been 91. Over his, over his, uh, 91, you think it was? Compared to now. It's okay. Yeah, it was 91. I believe that's yeah. right. Right. So he was the last one to do that, and he's now the oldest major winner ever. Yep. And he's got five. I mean, holy five, cow. Five more right? years of majors, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah right. For, right. So that helps. At least. And, yeah. and there's a lot of people that the, say, you know what? Masters forever. Yeah, a lot of people that says, hey, you know, he's going to. Uh, right. He's got two lifetimes. He's going to win more. Obviously. He's got two lifetime major now. He's got the Masters and the PGA because yeah. the PGA is a lifetime. And then five years in the Open and the, uh, in the, in the Open Championship. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's your yeah, picture, here's picture. Yeah. of him. Well, it doesn't have him actually putting it on. Yeah. But it, still. It, it, the helmet's over there, but he put the helmet on. That was in Tucson, right? Yeah, and he was going to Arizona he was State. Local. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, Arizona State's. Up in Phoenix. Well, I mean, Tucson's relative. Arizona. Relative. Come on, man. Get yeah. your Arizona school. Yeah, relative. Same state. <laughs> it's a small he, state, he Arizona. There. Do you know how much the Tucson people don't care for the Phoenix people and vice versa? Yeah, well. It's hey. like Baltimore and, and D.C. He still drove well, there. Those happen to be different states, but we'll, we won't get into that. Okay, so here's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's another thing about Phil is that with, with the Jimmies, as I call them, with the kids, there is nobody better for example, here's a video of him with this young kid named one. Riley, okay? And take a listen to this. This is great. Would you go for here out of the rough or would you lay up? Um, if I could hit my three wood 260, I would. <laughs> I would probably 
come on, Audio, what are you doing to me here? You're screwing me up, Audio. But yeah, that's the that's the 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 kid. <laughs> And there you go. You can caddy for me anytime. Do you know I saw because of this, this kid Riley is now bigger. Mm -hmm. He's now carrying his driver 260, and he put on social media. He said, "Working on the three wood, but first things first. Very That's cool. great. See, those Very are the cool. impacts yep. that he he has on kids. And Mickelson's not the only one to do that, obviously, but he does it, I think, better than anybody else. He's and really carries more weight. And he's just so comfortable with himself now, right? So he's able to do this. is a great video. Of okay, you like this one of yep. uh, – okay, I want to – this one is incredible. This is him hitting a bunker shot over – not a bunker shot, but a lob wedge over his head. A lob shot and really flip my wrist. I might be able to flip the ball back over my shoulder high enough and land softly on the green. I mean, amazing. Can you foresee a time Phil, when you're playing? This is good here, by the way. Too. 10, 12, 15 tournaments on the Champions Tour. Uh, Todd, when I stop hitting bombs, I'll play the Champions <laughs> Tour. But I'm hitting some crazy bombs right now. <laughs> well, look at this. You let that one go. Settle down. Oh, it hit the flagstick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look out, gosh. please. Oh hit hit a fan in the head. Oh, yeah. oh. And went all the way across the fairway. If your head was a touch softer, I'd be in the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> Just on and on. Oh, my God, it's such good stuff. Of course, the short game is still his calling card. His short game... I, I don't want to just diminish the work he puts in on it, but it really is touched. It was hands. even better when Dottie it's, Pepper sat there and said, oh, Sam play hasn't been too well, too yeah, good this year. He's 151st on you mean, tour. You mean right, be, right before this hole out there, out of the yeah. bunker? Well, well. Oh, my gracious. Vern. Hey, who's Vern's there to call there, him yeah. at Vern? Vern, I, I, honestly. Vern is Forrest Gump. He <laughs> is at every major event exactly moment. It's right. crazy. The guy's retired. He does one thing a year now, which is this. That is great. Oh, my God. Yeah, so there was that. But did you see the super slow-mo of the chip on 18 on Sunday that helped propel him into the lead on the final day? I liken this to the flop shot Spieth hit. High on 18 on Saturday mm -hmm. before his first Masters win. It was this crazy flop shot off of super tight lie. And it helped propel him to the next day. You never yeah. want to go in on a bogey, right? right. This is the slow-mo video set to music. And I'm telling you, whoever the cameraman was who got this, it's flat-out magic. Look at the club face right there. Yep. Yep. Wide open. Yep. Could hold a ball on it. Yeah. Silly sunglasses on, all the fans there. By the way, I Holy love the fact the PGA smokes. allows cameras there, allows cell phones, John Gould. Very smart. You can even so, see the spin. And rangefinders wow. this year. You can see Fantastic. the spin. One hop, two hop. Yep. Fantastic. And for all those who are listening to the radio, I who know. didn't get to see that. This you will be on this Twitter will be viral, somewhere, right? Yes, yeah. I'll put this viral video so clip good. up there. But anyway, so, so good. Exit question on Phil Mickelson: Is he done winning majors? And if he's not, how many more? 
and which ones can he still pluck at 50-plus? We'll go once again. And he can definitely win the Masters. Okay, so he Especially can. Especially fading it around the corners. He can, will he? No. Okay. All right. Well, the odds play is no more. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Right. Yeah, he will not win another major. Okay. But he can. John Gould. Yeah, I'm going to – I was always the one who said Tiger's never winning again, and I got proved wrong. Uh, I'm going to give him one more, uh, and I think Masters is his best chance. Um, he, he has the talent, the physical talent to compete. It's the, it, I think to Ronis's original point, can he get the mental focus to where it was and really be dialed in for 72 holes? We've seen him have wonderful rounds and then lose it. So uh, he can, and I'm going to give him one. Buddy. Can't imagine. And if he did, though, that would be – I think that would just be that would take this story and just blow it up. Okay. So he I, might I be the it. oldest major champion at that point. Okay. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the answer, the answer is two more majors. Holy wow. smokes! The Open at Torrey and then another Masters at 56. And Open. Very good. Wow. To be 10 years older than Nicholas at 46. Got it. But I'm not setting the, the bar too high. No, for Phil. Wow. not at Would all. Would not want to put any pressure no, on him. No. Okay, coming up, we'll play a quick nine here on the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom. The Brooks Kepka bryson DeChambeau standoff, feud, catfight. I don't even know what it is. I'm not sure it's good for the game of golf or not, but we'll kick it around and talk about that right after this. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. All those wonderful implements available right here at Golfdom, where we are filming today and recording. Uh, the show, of course, is on Team 980 on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Tune in then. And I do post it to my podcast feed. Search for The Capital Golf Gang. Uh, or just Zabe, you'll find it there. Okay, boys, quick nine time. This is something, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like it. It is Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka going full heel against each other over who knows what, a variety of slights. I'm gonna play the video, which has been scrubbed by the way, but I found it and I saved it, so I've got it now. It's been scrubbed from the internet by the powers that be. But here was the original uh, interaction caught on a taped interview by Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel after the round on Saturday, I believe. Saturday it was, right? Okay, we ready? We good? Here we go. Take a listen to this. Golf course was asking a lot from you today, Brooks. What were you able to do well and put up that nice number? Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's it's very tough. I don't like I, said, I don't know what other guys have said or it, I just felt it difficult to read. You know, sometimes here comes Deshambo and there he goes. <laughs> sometimes um, I lost. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, hearing that bull. I honestly wouldn't even care. Wow. Okay. Start with you, John Rodas. Is this good for the game of golf? Well, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, all kind of. So you're saying it's neutral? Yeah, it's 
It's hilarious, <laughs> really. I don't like this guy at all. I don't like Kepka. I was going to say, who comes out looking worse? Kepka, well, who not only this, but after Phil Mickelson just created history in the press conference after, and they're asking him about the knee, and this was fascinating to me. This is the golf golf live, whatever, live of the PGA Championship. Right. They ask him about the knee situation. He's like, oh, well, it would have been cool if my knee wasn't hurt and um, – you know, people were hitting at my knee, yeah. and I think it might have been on purpose, maybe even a little bit. Then they go right from there into the political kind of scene of, let's talk about this with Todd Lewis, and and Todd Lewis is actually a really cool guy, but he goes, do you think that they were not ready for this security here? And it was like now all of a sudden like a, a revolution, or what do we call it, insurrection an, no, an, an, on an, a golf an, an course. Inquisition. Whatever it was. Oh, it, oh, yeah. Insurrection is what we called, you know, <laughs> no, the thing on the just, Capitol, right? Yeah. So this is all of a sudden, it's that. We have to make it bigger than it is out on the golf course. And it was really, it was awful. Because okay. they should have just been reveling in the fact that Mickelson won. It took away from things. Now, yeah. John Gould, you were there not on Sunday as part of the PGA of America, but right. you're aware of, the, you know, the operations that go into it. What happened? Well, I, I think what it really tells you is that no golf tournament is really secure. All, the, all that was holding him back was a rope. Uh, I, 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 you know, and, and what happened was a few people, probably with a, a BAC of a probably greater than <laughs> 0.1, decided I'm going to go right next to Phil after he hits the shot. And who's going to stop me? Yeah, who's going to stop me? There, I mean, what no golf is there course, a jail on Keough Island? Right. I don't think no so. No golf course is prepared. If, if, that, if somebody wants to do that, Right. And they get enough people following them. No golf. No. It used to be sort of a pseudo tradition at the British Open. You would yeah. see the crowds. They would, they would actually pour in. bring the rope. Yes. They yeah. They, the rope and down. they'd stay behind that rope. But right. they were they, when they were showing during the telecast. They watched Duval come out of one of those things. Like he was getting punched. Yeah. It was a it was an Open Championship. I so mean, he was struggling to get out. Stop by yeah. design. And the PGA CEO, uh, you know, apologized to the two players as he should have. I mean, it was not. I don't think but, it was anything they could have prevented, but it right. was not something they wanted for but sure. But Brooks should not be a baby about it, okay? Right. Complete like, baby. Seriously. Oh, my knee was dinged. And someone was, I think it was some, maybe someone doing it purposely, but then, right. you know, my caddy got stopped, and I, I hit my head on the caddy. I smashed my head on the caddy, and it's just like, dude, oh God, just yeah. step away. Well, and <laughs> just get away. And then that well, whole Bryson thing, which I didn't even realize happened, that's just a little kid Basically, a, a silent temper tantrum right there. Yeah. You got to watch it if you haven't seen it. Maybe this is the last place you'll be able to watch it on your on your Twitter or your podcast. Eh? Watch what? Please the, watch this the video because it got taken of him. Down. Because the beginning, oh, yeah. his eyes yeah, and his body language—he's yeah. just a child. <laughs> I know he was already there before Bryson got. I, I'm not going to say Bryson came out well on this at all, but you know, if the start of the video to his point, it Bryce was already. What did Bryson do? He wore metal spikes, which is another oh, metal spikes, and, and and I think if you catch that video, he I think he was responding to Brooks when he said, "I don't know how anybody else got on a uh, putted because it was hard to read." And he, and he said something about it. Yeah, going by, he said something. Well, well, you get it on the line. Now he was he said he was talking <laughs> to his caddy. But Brooks might have thought it was uh, him. I'm telling you, DeChambeau's not paying attention to anything Brooks Kepka says. Well, and you were asking Bruce. who looks worse. It's. Brooks, just from the start of this thing, Look it's at him. unbelievable. Yeah. And then what about the first line? I just, I just, uh, Look, uh, I just ball struck my way around this place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's there's, really? the there's the yeah. super eye roll right there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this like is it, without Bryson. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. He's listening to Bryson on the side right there. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, he's looking at him. 
And then he says, I ball struck my way around this place. Like, this is easy, bro. Yeah. This is a major. It's easy for me. Do you know the thousands of memes this has spawned? Hey, look at yeah. that. This even has, been, even this Brady's been a, gotten in. <laughs> this yeah. has been a meme factory out of this. Great. I, I score the match DeShambo 2-1. I think he came out of it better because if Kepka is really as alpha as some people think he is, he wouldn't care what Mr. One Major has. Right. You know, Mr. Milkshakes and high reps guy. You know, he wouldn't care. He would just let it go. Be like, well, yeah, okay. I was in second place. I, if, this, by the way, another side story is Kepka nearly won another major. He's got right. a bunch it's insane. of super close misses. But he's, he's been not closing the deal the last three or two or three. Still, to yeah. get right. there is close unbelievable. No, no question. He's got a massive chip on his shoulder hey, for no apparent reason. No question. I, I it, think maybe that's what helps him. I a lot of guys he, do that. It's either a cultivated personality with him or it's really how he is. He is, he is like the guy who doesn't want to play golf, but he does because he's good at it, and he likes beating the nerds. Yeah. We, we joked at, the, at our golf trip. We're like, yeah, I can see uh, Brooks like paying a clubby 100 bucks and saying, go take Jordan Spieth's shoes and fill them full of bunker oh. sand. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes, hey, guys, who did this? And they're like, I don't know. Brooks don't paid know me to do it. Okay. So that said, it leads us into the second hole, which is what do you think of this upcoming match between uh, Phil and who else is he uh, paired with? It's Phil and Brady. 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 The old guy. Versus Aaron Rogers. Rogers now and um, – DeChambeau. DeChambeau. DeChambeau's in because Tiger couldn't play, mm -hmm. obviously. What do you yeah. think? It, does this, do these kind of things have legs, in other words? Because I, this is a follow-up to last summer's very popular one in the rain with Peyton Manning and Tiger. Right, and then you had the, the, the Charles and, and Curry in right. the one. I, I've kind of enjoyed some of these. I think it's going to grab a little bit of a different audience. Um, and then there's enough of – after that first one, I wanted to play golf with Peyton Manning after watching that. Because he, right. yeah. he looked a lot of fun to play with. I'm not sure if you're going to want to play with Bryson DeChambeau after it, though. No, right. But, yeah. but that's going to be some yeah. of the fun That's going to be interesting. Yeah. 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 I find, you know, the, they don't mean anything, right? It doesn't tell us anything about any of the players. But it's been fun. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't expect Skins to want to watch it. kind of fun. Right. I mean, now, remember, last year we really couldn't do anything else. You know, we were stuck right. in our homes. We were It was on TV, so we watched it, right? So it'll be interesting how that changes this year. But it's been – I've been very entertained by it. I mean, you know. What's interesting is that you see tweets like this. Brooks Kepka to at Aaron Rodgers 12. Sorry, bro. And then DeShamba responds, it's nice to be living rent-free in your head. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they're all going for the PIP numbers. Yeah. They're going for the uh, for that uh, publicity program. I forgot tour. about that. And the PIP bonuses. Yeah. yeah. I guess that is part of it. So they more mentions. Are, but yeah, well, exactly look at right. look at well, look at that that line right there. Brooks Kepka, fifty five thousand likes, and Bryson DeChambeau, one point six thousand. Yeah, sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. So <laughs> I guess so I guess by that scoreboard, Brooks is winning. Brooks is, is yep. killing Winner. them right yeah. now. Okay. Uh, hole number three. Where is my list of holes here? Because I'm a little bit out of sorts here, I said, for this. We're, uh, we're way – we're on the clock, by the I way. I know. We're, we're way behind. <laughs> we're we're way, we might fun. have to skip three holes. Okay. Tiger Woods' first uh, – second photo to come out since his car crash and his first interview, which was oversold by all the headlines, like Tiger Woods opens up about car crash. And I'm like, he didn't say anything. Right. He just said it was the most painful he's ever experienced, but he knows how rehab is because he's done a lot of it. I'm like, this is the whole interview? Uh, it's open. 
So right. <laughs> so 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 what do you make of the latest Tiger news and whether or not your hope of him coming back to play is going up, down, or staying the same? I looked at his leg immediately because I wanted to see if it looked like uh, uh, who's your quarterback? Uh, oh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Oh, God. and it does. I mean, it doesn't look as bad, obviously, but you see that little indent on the left side of his leg down at the bottom. I just think that there's, in the compression sleeve, I think there's something a little mangled there. And the thing looks like it's cocked in a little bit. It just doesn't look. Boy, you did some film study. I did. I did. did. But, you know, again, it's him, and he's taking some time to take a picture with a young man who's obviously facing some young challenges. Girl, by the a way. young I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Very sorry. Yep. A young girl who's facing some Battling challenges. Cancer, right. And so good for him. And um, you know, hopefully she'll get some some strength in that as well. Or some free gear. Yeah, my I, I definitely went backwards a little bit just because I, I think there was another quote that he's just he's just hoping to walk on his own. Right. Which is, you know, Yikes. a little bit <laughs> when you talk about playing golf and he's he's really just can't concentrate on walking. Uh, it, it, I think he's coming back. It's just it might be a little longer than I originally. Buddy, thought. what do you think? I, you know, I'm I'm happy to see him smiling. I'm happy to see him up and going. My expectation is that that he won't be back. But you know, I'll be rooting yeah. for him to come back. I just can't I can't envision him coming back. You know? Yeah, I I think he's going to come back and play. I, I do. I'd love I think to see he's it. Crazy competitive in that regard. And whether he wins or not, uh, that seems like a long shot. But a lot of things seem like a long shot with him. A while ago. You think he can get some sponsor exemptions to play? Oh, yes, I do think he'll get more than a few. Hole number four. What if the U.S. Open did this pairing for next year's, or for this coming Open? Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, and Patrick Reed, the guy last seen at Torrey, taking an oh-so-generous drop. Would this be the ultimate heel pairing? Should they do it? They now, John Gould, handcraft these pairings at the USGA. It used to be based on a set of criteria, right? A little bit random. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 when they all do that, is is it's 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 random, and then they kind of move some TV groups together. And, okay. You know, yeah, they've, but they've done experimenting with like all California groups and right. all all British groups and all that stuff. But if you take the last three U.S. Open winners, that's not them. No, Reed but is not two won. of them are in there, I think. Right, yeah. yeah. The two, two that you want. Well, you know, the PGA, when it was the last uh, major of the year, always, always used to put the Masters, U.S. Open, and British Open yeah. champion together. Right. But, so there are, and, you know, I think the U.S. Open, they always put the U.S. Open champ with the U.S. Amateur champ. Right. And maybe yeah. a past champion. I so think they probably won't do this pairing. But you'd love to see it, right? Oh, yeah. I, the I, ultimate great heel TV. pairing. The, I, Reed would get lost in this shuffle, though. You yeah. would forget he's even there. So oh, he'd they figure out how to get ahead. Yeah, exactly. He'd, <laughs> he'd figure out how drop. to get on TV. No. You know what happened? Reed would take a very cheaty drop. DeChambeau, <laughs> being the science nerd he is, would come over and start going, hey, what are you doing over here? Kepka would then say, hey, look, nerd, just let him play. He's <laughs> yeah. over. Whatever, bro. That's right. Then he'd fight him, and it'd be yeah. like Happy Gilmore Perfect. fighting Bob Barker. Perfect. Would that be the worst thing in the world? No. Be good for golf. Okay. Hole number Six, I think we're on, right? Five. Five. Let's Thank go to you six. Very much. Yeah, we could skip a hole. Club Pro Guy <laughs> continues to just kill it with creative videos. And I've got a larger question to ask uh, you guys about Club Pro Guy. And that is, first of all, if they were to build a crummy course, like super crummy course, like he's threatening in these viral videos to do, would people actually show up and play it? Would it be a viable thing? If you could get this piece of property for a cheap enough amount of money. Hole one left, 
and you could be looking at a major personal injury or wrongful death lawsuit. Next up is Safe Flight Auto Glass. The name the of the holes. five yard par three second hole that asks a simple question. Are you sure you want to rip hybrid after just nailing a single mom and hitting it on the last hole? This <laughs> so I ask you guys, I think you could have a viable business. I think if you built this golf course as insanely bad as he's described it, in Kansas City or off of Highway 635, whatever it is, people would come. They're buying his gear already. Why wouldn't you play three Jack National, pay the fee, take pictures, laugh about it, spread the word on social media? As a goof. They would. They would play they it would. as a goof one time, I think. The, the long-term <laughs> viability is probably not very good. You think it's a one-time-only course? Yeah, it's, it's you know... Obviously, he's not going to spend much money on the theoretical. Well, the uh, maintenance will be National, low, but, you know, because you yeah. don't want it in good shape, right? right? You need it in bad shape to live down to the expectations. Well, he will, and he will have to continue to come up with this content to keep that going. I and know. I would love that to I'm more see confident that. In. Yeah. That I'm I, more confident that, in. That would be you fun. don't think at some point that his act will get tired? You're like, okay, I'm you know, some kind of yes. club pro guy. It will. You Eventually. But it's Everyone's got, does. It's gone on a lot longer yeah, than I would have thought. Yeah. And this might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Go to Club Pro Guy on Twitter. Him describing the planned first hole at 3 Jack Net. <laughs> I'm standing by what will be the first tee. It's a very intimidating spot. The road noise is so loud you can barely hear yourself think. Good luck with this opening tee shot. Anything to the left has a great chance of getting a pass to the ball. <laughs> so good. So I think they should build it. Uh, you know, I can't even get the gear. They're like, are you not a member yet at, at 3 Jack National? I'm like, I was too late. It's like sold out, sold out, oh sold out. Goodness. Oh, my Great wow. concept. Okay, hole number seven as we are on the clock. I'm trying to move here. Uh, what is the best short course, par three, putting course, or let's call it gimmick course, you've ever played? Because I just saw the cradle at Pinehurst for the first time. Yeah, mine's at Shelter Harbor where we play our alumni tournament every year. They have a par three course that is just so phenomenal, so fun to play in such perfect condition. I love it. Palm Beach National, a par three course down in, in uh, West Palm Beach. Just imagine you're on a, like a, what feels like a little isthmus out into the water and a par three course with water on three sides. That's what it feels like. It's not okay. quite that way. All sand, short holes, but, you know, beautiful weather. It's wonderful. Did the uh, preserve out at Bandon Dunes, um, spectacular. Okay. Uh, and what know, is it? Is it a par three, nine it, holes? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's full basically, length holes. No, no, par three holes. Um, okay. I, but it's full not, length par threes. Yeah, and okay. it's not 18 holes. I think it's 16 or 17 holes. But wow. but you see the ocean as a backdrop from all the holes, so the way they angle it. Um, so that that's – and I've been to the cradle. I haven't played it. Did you get to play it down there? I didn't get to play it, but I was out there having a cocktail or two, watching a couple of guys tour it. $50, um, fair price, I think, get a replay rate for less than that. And it was going to be a driving range. Uh, Ron, Ronnie's told us that he talked to the people down there. They said that they were going to build a driving range, and then I guess Gil Hans said, well, why don't we make it a par three that doubles as a range every five years when the tour is in town. Right. They'll just hit balls off this tee out onto the course. Yeah. Genius. Cool. Yeah. And he says the Ronnie says the finances that that par three brings in has changed the overall outlook of the entire resort. Wow. Not yeah. that the other part of the resort was struggling, 
But this has sent it to a whole new level. And it's great for introducing people to the game. Yeah. I think the best thing I ever saw, and this was not a par three course, but it was like a chipping course, a little tiny course at the foot of Turnberry underneath the hotel in Scotland. Miniature 50 to 60 yard holes that look just like the real British Open course with heather cool. and a little bit of stuff. And you just, we went out there, it was warm, it was nice, bare feet, played nine holes chipping course. Pretty That's spectacular. Cool. Okay, uh, what hole are we on? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving ahead to yeah. nine? Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me see how we're doing on time. Uh, we're on the clock a little okay. bit, but not terribly. Let me get this one in here. Okay. If you had one thing to impart, a one-word lesson, even if you're not a teacher, to a new player, sort of like when you tell people about real estate, it's location, location, location. One word, three times to hammer it home. What would be your best tip? Blank, blank, blank. Oh, one word. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Oh. That stole was mine. yours. They stole mine, yeah. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Okay. I see a lot of bad swings when we have – you know, uh, junior amateur events, and it's all because it's kind of frantic and it's well, it's it's tempo. It's you have to get over in golf at some point the hit at mentality and get into swinging the golf club. So tempo right. is you can explain that to someone that we got to swing at rather than hit, but it's human nature to hit at. So if you can start to give them an idea of what the overall tempo would feel like, then they have to swing the club as opposed to hit. Okay. As a non-teacher, you know, what I've seen out of new golfers, a lot of times they're really trying to lift the ball up. So I, I always like to say, you know, so I guess down, 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 down on the ball. Down, it's going to come back up. Very good. Down. Yeah. I would say the grip, the grip, the grip. Proper grip will set you up for success when the you grip gets. Should have gone with equipment, equipment, equipment. Well, that's of course. Gift, yeah, card, that's, that's gift card, gift card, <laughs> gift card, gift card would be your three things. Okay, <laughs> let's just cut to nine. I don't even know what hole we're on. We're on Number nine. nine. How many hours would you spend locked in a porta potty in order to play Augusta National? Whew. Total number of hours. Is the porta potty fresh? No. <laughs> when is a porta potty ever my phone? fresh? It's after I don't a know if Grateful you can Dead concert. Oh. In the heat. <laughs> 100. Uh, 100 wow. hours is your number, okay? Yeah, if anyone wants I mean, to set I that wanna, up. <laughs> I want to play as bad, but I don't think I can make it more than an hour, especially if it's hot. It's four oh. days. Got four. it. I'll sleep in there. Tell Whatever. Me. No, you won't it's sleep. It's worth it. You'll, you'll be yeah. in a varying states of disorientation. Yeah. Uh, oh. Tell, tell me how many hours I got to go before or after. I'll do whatever. Whatever. Let's go. Blank check. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not <laughs> Blank that, check. I, I have, you know, especially in the heat, I have trouble with those places. No more than two hours. Uh, the answer, <laughs> for me, the answer is 24 hours. Wow. That's it. I, I, I can't do 100. That's <laughs> right, crazy. 100. All right. Coming up, final segment here of the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom. We're here in the fabulous Callaway Hitting Bay, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Of the three different high-tech hitting bays. Come on down. Get fit for new clubs and enjoy all the equipment and get your summer going right when it comes to the game of golf. We're back with our final segment this week right after this. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. Airborne is nice. Airborne works. You can usually find Airborne. It's the grounders that are no fun. Welcome back, Zabe here. 
on the Capital Golf Gang with Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom, as well as John Gould, the executive director of the Mid-Atlantic PGA, and John Gould, uh, John Ronas, excuse <laughs> me, of the of the Ronas Golf Academy. I just got better looking. You <laughs> did. The Ronas Golf Academy <laughs> Thank you. out at River Creek. Ron Thomas is in Indy this week for the Indy 500. He is... Once again, the champion golfer of the year for the Malcolm McLeod Memorial. Oh, uh, my goodness. Which uh, had great. a fabulous week, warm, dry week uh, down at Pine Needles, mid-Pines. Shout out to Bill Gilmore, our host down there. He takes great care of us. And we've got a dilemma for next year, boys, in that the LPGA, or excuse me, the U.S. Women's Open is coming to mid-Pine Needles May 25th through June 1st. Your week. Basically, I mean, our week. Do they know this? No, (laughs) no. Thank you. They didn't even consult, which is insane. (laughs) So there's no way we can be there the week before. And then these kind of big events, they splash out like a a big rock in a pond, and it impacts the following weeks. So I'm not sure we can do the 20th annual, the big 20th, down there at Pine Needles or Mid Pines. Find a substitute. I had an idea. I said. The 20th will likely be a letdown because some of the core guys who've missed the last couple of years, you know, Captain Sheehan, Fixie, and Kurtz, that little pain in the butt, they're all, they're not, they haven't been there the last three years. They say, they're like, oh, the 20th, I'm coming back. Chances are they're going to say, ah, something came up, right? So it'll be a letdown. It'll still be a great week of golf. My decision, I think, I was leaning towards this, kill the golf trip at 19, one year shy of 20, under the premise of anything that lasts 20 years is eventually going to get old. Start a new one, and when the new thing gets to 19 years, you kill that one. The Malcolm Memorial Memorial. (laughs) (laughs) Very meta. Always leave them wanting more. So the notion was, and this is where I'll take your input, guys, and also the input of anyone who's listening who wants to email me, the, the notion was take it to Myrtle. And take it to Myrtle for, instead of five rounds, buddy, in three days, four rounds in four days. So every day, it's a leisurely, gentlemanly 11 a.m. start, or even noon, with time to drink and go to restaurants and go to the pool, go to the beach. What do you think? So Myrtle, you can do all of that, right? You've got plenty of things you can do at Myrtle. Um, Some very good golf courses there. I'm a big tradition guy. I like I like keeping going forward. I don't like giving up on that. So I would go somewhere else in Pinehurst, which there's a ton of places down there. There's I don't a ton know, of places. I don't know if it'll be open with the open going on. That's the problem. I know. But you see, we've, we've lived in the luxury of Pine Needles Mid-Pines. Right. Which is as classy as Pinehurst proper and not quite as pricey. And so it's going to be hard for us to slum it at, say, you know, Mid-South. No offense. <laughs> well, and there's some other places down there, okay. too. But but. You know, All again, right. I don't know how busy they'll so be. So you're with saying corporate. don't give up on pine needles, mid pines just yet. That's your gut. My opinion would be, yeah, I like 20, 25, 30 moving on rather than go back to one. Okay, fair well, enough. Well, you guys are getting older, so 18 holes a day sounds a little better. Oh, yeah, uh, sure does. It sure does. Sure it, does. I mean, Myrtle is a little bit. It, 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 as as uh, we've said, buddy said that. There's a lot of good golf courses, but I don't know if there's a lot of great golf courses. In no, Merle. no. If you go down south, apparently, Pauly's Island, that's where you Caledonia, go. True Blue, yep. that's where you're talking. But uh, right. Myrtle proper is a bit of a, a rodeo. Run them in, run them out, yeehaw. Run them out, run them in, right. yeehaw. But I, I do, I like the 18 holes for you. That's, that's <laughs> a, oh, for me, okay. Yeah. Good for thing you're not getting for, older. Yeah, that's right. I'm still Ronis, any up. thoughts? 
No, I mean, four rounds of golf would quadruple my quota for the year. So, <laughs> it's, uh... Okay, very good. All right, we didn't talk about Kiowa much. The course, I thought it turned out spectacular. I thought, how come they're not, how come you guys aren't going there more often? It's not on the books for the Ryder Cup still. Can right. you believe that? I, I don't understand. And, and I think people are hungry for that golf course again. And I oh, think they yes. would, they would. So we've done one of our college trips, a few down in that Charleston area. And, and a few years ago, Ocean Course was part of our trip. And it was during that tournament on Sunday, everyone's texting me like, we got to get back there. And, yeah. and so um, I, I, I would love to see the, the tour make its way back there somehow, some way. Cool. You and I talked about this earlier this week. The right. next open Ryder Cup window is not till 2041. Correct. Which would be US, the, yeah. US window, which would be the 50th wow. anniversary of the war by the shore. If that doesn't oh, happen, wow. if you can't bring this thing back on the 50th, Shame on your organization. Well, Let it be known. Yeah, and let me just say that the course is wonderful. It's a great test of golf. It shows beautifully on TV. But logistically, it is a yeah. real problem. Yeah, it's an and island. I, it's an island. There's one way in, one way out. Yeah. Uh, you know, so almost everybody, other than either people staying there or basically the players, has to sh has to park off the island and shuttle in on buses. Yeah. They, you know, very uh, difficult. And, and but very they difficult. did it at the 91 Ryder Cup. They did it that this year. That was before the Ryder Cup they was the Ryder Cup. This year there was 10,000 people there. Okay. Ryder Cup usually takes 35 or 40. Okay. So uh, as yeah, I was describing difference. to you, it, even walking right. around the golf course, you've got little sand paths that are maybe three people wide, especially on the back nine. A, you're walking in sand, right? So that's a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. But when you have a big group, so I was walking, at, uh, Larkin Gross was our, uh, one of our assistant pros in our section at Springfield who qualified, did a great job. I watched him all the front nine. He started on the back. I said, I'm going to walk down 18 and, and meet him somewhere in the middle. I just want to see the rest of the golf course and see the golf. I was going against the stream of a group with Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. I couldn't move. There were so many. There, it was, remember, it was only 10,000 people. Right. I couldn't get through going yeah. the other way because yep. there's only one path. And it's filled with people going the other way. So logistically is the problem. You know, almost all tournaments now, a lot of the old school tournaments like or courses like Pine Valley, for example, you just can't do it. Doesn't have the the right. uh, the you know the but uh, logistics but, to make but it happen. But the US Open figured out Marion, which had all those limitations, very right. tight yard, and yep. they figured out and they made it work. I don't know. I think there's a there's a real opportunity for your organization to go to some really cool places because now you're in May. Right. The home run up. of a move. Yep. And a lot of courses have come into play. A lot of the older ones are not in play, but still. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we want to talk about before we're done today? Uh, I just want to address, uh, you know, this is the uh, kids are getting out of school. Uh, so we have a lot of programs uh, in our junior golf space for the Mid-Atlantic PGA. Certainly drive, chip, and putt. We just saw the, uh, you know, about a month ago the – the uh, national finals at Augusta National, but that whole process at the local level starts uh, beginning of June with us. Junior League has been huge. We have, we've uh, had a huge growth because we had a year without, but since their numbers from 2019 to 2021 are growing, and this is the, uh, you know, uh, two-person scramble teams that uh, make up a, a greater team from your facility, so it's low pressure, uh, great opportunity for kids to learn the game, and then lastly, our junior tour, which has you know, something like 10 or 12 divisions now based on skill and age. Uh, so no matter how your kid plays, they have a place to learn competitive golf. And 
Just go to the um, MAPGA.com website, and they can find all that information. All right, buddy, what's shaking here at Golfton? Oh, we're getting ready for the Father's Day run and, and the U.S. Open. Uh, we're about three weeks away, right? So um, stocking the store up and, and getting it ready, and, and everybody uh, come on in, and we'll have plenty of merchandise, even though we're fighting hard to get it all in here. What makes for a good Father's Day gift for uh, golfers? Well, first – Anything, oh, right? Yeah, well, hopefully Dad's already kind of – <laughs> laid out what he kind of wants. That's that right. makes it a little bit do easier. Gift, but do you have a gift registry here? It's sort a of like seven and a half wedding. degree. We have right. thought about that, but <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, there's but there's some unique things. We're going to pull in a lot of unique gift add-on items that right. uh, that Dad can can enjoy on on his day on Very good. Sunday. And uh, John Ronis, you're going to hit the final shot this week for us. The floor is yours, my friend. John, uh, John, John, John lost his mother this week, and uh, she was a big listener of this program. And I remember you would tell me about your mom, you know, saying, "I just love Tyga. I love Tyga." That would she would always say that. And uh, you know, you had a tough week, but you said you wanted to be here for this, especially because your mom listened to this show. Yep. And, Thanks. Uh, <laughs> man, she drove you to a lot of golf tournaments as a kid, right? I'm sure yeah. she did. So, yeah, uh, may she rest in peace, and uh, God bless her for that. Thanks, Abe. All right, buddy. That'll do it for this week here on the uh, Capital Golf Gang, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and Johnny Boy, appreciate that. Oh, hold on a second. There we go. <laughs> Hitting all the buttons in the wrong way. All right, that'll do it for us this week. Thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having us here in the store. Uh, John Gould, enjoy your uh, long weekend, although I guess you're officiating an uh, event on Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, okay. Uh, All right. Senior, junior, Kings Mill. All right, very good. And uh, I'm going to the Outer Banks with the oh, fam nice. dance. So we'll see some Outer Banks golf, hopefully, uh, as I get away from the family for a little bit at a time. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great Memorial Day weekend, and we will see you next time on the Capital Golf Gang right here on the Team 980 presented by Golfdom. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.